about the Lions, isn't he? I love it. Hey, can you believe that the Lions they are showed back? him on TV and he ruined the game for me? Why are the Lions back? From what? From the, what? The dead? I, I don't know that they're back. I think they're appearing for the first time, right? Well, that's how the song is. Yeah, well, they're appearing for the first time in this NFC Championship, well, at least in should, our lifetimes, right, right? I was just about to say. <laughs> Change the song, man. <laughs> at least in our lifetimes is where they are, right? So there, good, congratulations to the Lions for making it to the NFC Championship game. And with the way that the coverage is already starting, God, I hope they beat Brock Purdy. <laughs> I hope they beat Brock Purdy and we have a Super Bowl week one rematch in Las Vegas, Nevada for the Chiefs and Lions coming up on February 11th. Talk about a script right yeah, there. Yeah, right? That's Avenging the script, baby. Let's loss. do it. Let's do it. It is a way back Wednesday. That means you decide the music at 913-586-7610 on the J Southland Toe Service text line. Include your name so that you may get the credit. I am just, I'm loving all the requests that have come in so far. I mean, lots of them coming in hot and heavy. This one, all the way from Belgium. Oh, the waffle capital of America. That is yeah, correct. That's right. <laughs> and buddy Detroit Derek wants a little without me for his Detroit Lions. All right. I thought we were going with Diamond today, being it is Neil think, Diamond's yes, birthday, right? We like, will be mixing in the Neil Diamond as well. Yeah. So congratulations to Neil Diamond for another trip around the sun. I think I saw 74 years old today for Neil Neil Diamond, one of the worst concerts I've ever been to. Not not one of the worst concert I've ever attended. And it was about 20 years ago when he talked the words. So it was a talk along instead of a sing along. Yeah, it really was. Like at that point in time, I'm like, Neil, you lost your fastball. And he was only like 50 something back then. We're coming to America. Now that's too much singing for what Neil Diamond brought to the table that day. To America. Today. Today. That's right. That's about what it was. That's about what so it was. So the impression yeah. on Saturday Night Live is about right. About right. It's like Will yeah. Ferrell doing Yeah. Neil Diamond is pretty dead on. Yeah. At least for what I saw. I don't know. Maybe that was a bad night. for No, he's 83 today. My bad. Not 74. I missed that one by a long shot. So uh, 83 years old today is Touring Neil or Diamond. not touring? Um, I would imagine he's probably touring, right? I mean, you don't stop touring because you're 83 years old. True. I mean, look at the Mick Jagger. He's still going. That's right. I mean, you don't have to sing your songs anymore. You just do a talk along. Right. If you just say, I'm Neil Diamond, you know. (laughs) Neil Diamond. Damn it. I think it's usually. I'm Neil Diamond. (laughs) Let it shine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wherever. (laughs) Wherever you may go. Yeah, right. You go. Congratulations, Neil. 83 years old. Let me just check real quick. I don't know that he's touring or not. Um, Neil Diamond. That's tour 2024. Okay, don't see well, else. there you go. And a mu- he's got a musical, too, so oh, wow. probably not with him. No, it's I'm probably guessing. somebody playing Neil Diamond. Yeah, so Actually, Will Ferrell stars as Neil Diamond yeah. and Neil yeah. Diamond on Broadway. Yeah. It doesn't look very current, so maybe not tour. Right, maybe he's not. All right. His picture is definitely not from the last no, decade or so on the website. Not, no, uh-uh. Pretty good, though. It's like those pictures when you go to those restaurants, you know, in bigger cities and all the celebrities that ate there, and their pictures are like 100 years old on the mm. wall. They were autographed. <laughs> Where did you find that? Like somebody carrying around their own pictures? Is Paul Reiser carrying around his own picture? I would think. Uh, beware of the fog today, as they say. That's a, that's the slogan, except for if you're in the Northland, probably. 
um, that one guy. It's probably clear. Um, up it's there. probably clear as day yeah. up there. But um, other parts of the metro, very very foggy today. I felt like it got foggier the further north I went today. So maybe maybe up in the north landed is a little foggy. So hopefully that there, guy. So. Well, just do the sports, Josh. Do the sports guy. Yeah. Um, is driving around carefree this morning. Right. Hopefully but he's good some to of, go. Some of the rest of you maybe. Maybe experiencing a little fog today. So get your requests in at 913-586-7610. We've already got a bunch. They're like half hour before the show started today. That's crazy. You guys right? ran today. So uh, keep them coming throughout the day, and we'll get to as many as possible. That's how the uh, that's how the show works on a Wednesday. We're going to turn it up to 12. So let's start oh. in a strange avenue of sports that happened yesterday. All right. It's sports. It is sports. Because yeah. it's out there. It's personal life, but it was also in hard knocks. Mm-hmm. So... I feel right. like it's kind of public. Well, it's public life, right. especially with this guy. I don't really care about rules with this guy. <laughs> I really don't. Like so <laughs> Tyreek Hill either is or isn't getting a divorce. Right. He got married in the bye week. Right. Two two months ago about. Right. On yeah. the bye week. Mm-hmm. Got married. Uh, there were reports out of Miami that there was a court appearance with the mm-hmm. lawyer to dissolve the marriage. Right, there's actually initiated a, by Tyreek Hill. Right, there's actually a court case number. It's in it's in the records of the uh, of the courts and everything like that. So this is pretty much public record, except yeah. for he went on and denied, denied, denied right. on social media. As did she. Right, and if you're believing those two, I got and, ocean from property in Arizona to sell you. And it's like, but there's a docket number. Yeah, I mean, right. somebody <laughs> somebody appeared in court. Right, saying they wanted this thing over. Somebody did. I mean, he's had quite a quite a run here. Yeah, he really has. Um, a fire at the home mm-hmm. started by a lighter. Yeah, allegedly blaming the kid. Allegedly, there's been some uh, some very public reports of some parenting that's happening. Yeah, not with her, mm-hmm. but others. Allegedly, allegedly. How many times you throw that? Yeah. What a bizarre turn, and then the denial. Like, right. And the news services are like, you can deny it all you want. We have a court. Yeah. This is you and your attorney. Right. It's filed a record and filed a public record. So what are you denying? Right. It's very bizarre. I think we're starting to see more and more evidence of why it was okay for them to let Tyree kill. There's go, just right? always <laughs> something going on. <laughs> I mean, every, you're, there's you're a lot right. happening. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely Never right. Never shy about of that. drama. You're, you're absolutely right. And sometimes about that. you just need to get rid of drama. Yeah, you do to you know make I mean? your team better. I mean, you, you've all worked with a workplace drama queen, right? I mean, it, it, it happens everywhere. You went to school with one, right? You probably worked with one. You know, one in your life right now. It's always drama with that person, right? And that's where Tyreek Hill is. And sometimes you just get sick and tired of all the drama that somebody brings. This guy brings a lot of freaking baggage to the table. And and yesterday was so bizarre because it started out as Tyreek Hill was filing for divorce. And then there was a report by Tyreek Hill, which I'm not believing anything that Tyreek Hill says. And uh, he's claiming that I'm not getting divorced or making it up. And then there's the docket number that's out there right now. So as far as I'm concerned and as far as all of us are concerned, Tyreek Hill is filing for divorce or she's filing for divorce on Tyreek Hill. They can put out all their social videos that they want to do. This is the this is the line of where NFL players think because they say it, we're supposed to believe it because that's the way that they've kind of been raised throughout the NFL. Just make up lies and stories and tell the media and they'll back down and, and almost kind of bully them a little bit. 
And they'll back that and they'll believe everything you say. And we're seeing now the real world kind of get in the way of Tyree Kill where that kind of stuff just doesn't fly. And so if you're getting divorced, fine. Who the hell cares? Uh, what made it a story yesterday, I thought, was the fact that he denied the divorce and then we still have the docket out there with the divorce in it. So as days go well, by. Well, that's not real. Oh, oh, uh, really? It's oh, not. Okay, the court documents are fake so then. The, Mike, the, the judge is putting out some fake information yeah. here. My, my question was, is he trying to surprise it? You know, it's like a oh, surprise. surprise like a, Divorce, right. yeah. Like, oh, the locks are changed. Right. One of those type of deals, been right? Served yet. Yeah. So as days go by, I know he's a Seems phenomenal like, football player, but I'm glad he's gone more and more each and every single day. Seems like, uh, you know, there would be a, I would say, there would be a case for her to go. Right. Right. Based on all I the mean, news that know, have happened. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. But then. Yeah. But then he's like, eh, not without a check. You right. know, I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly it's, you know, uh, a tiger tricks her into a vacation. Right. Gets her out the door mm-hmm. and then changes the locks. Changes the remember locks. that? You remember yeah. that tiger? That was, a good, that was a good move by yeah. Tiger that Woods. I like and that. I'm like, yeah. did something yeah. like that just happen here? Where, right. Oh, no, this isn't this isn't happened. No, no, look over there. Hey, look, look, look. Look over there. Yeah, right. Yeah. My lawyer's in there getting the, you know, the stamps. Yep. <laughs> What a what a and of course him and they and then the fact that they got buried on the bye week and right it's already over and it's already over how much money does one get for a two month marriage though like what size check are you getting out of that deal uh, I don't know I mean like, I like don't know, where yeah. are the statute of limitations like you were only married two months you're not getting a whole heck well, of they, a lot of money they reportedly were together right? for a long time but it, legally married is what we're looking yeah, at yeah. here for two months and then you Florida who knows what the rules are there is, right. yeah it's true but also and all those extenuating yeah. circumstances that just popped up right. during the marriage would you take you know? two months of Tyreek Hill salary though yeah, yeah I think, I think absolutely most of us would. sure so, absolutely but how long do you get that two months of Tyreek Hill salary for the rest of your life maybe you only get the two months maybe you only get two months yeah out, yeah, cash out option. Cash out option for all of this. <laughs> he's such a just a just a just a. Oh God, I'm so glad he's gone. I just he's just a nuisance. He really is. And and you wonder how much of that nuisance was happening here, where the Chiefs were finally like, yeah, we want to pay you, but we're not paying you that much because you bring this baggage along with you. And that always factors in when you're talking about signing athletes to long term contracts or giving them the big money. Will they go out there and earn that money, or will they be content because they've already got the check, or will they? play up to their level of you know of, of greatness and so I think there were a lot of factors in and we're starting to see all these factors kind of come to light why the Chiefs were able and and willing and okay with walking away from Tyreek Hill could you imagine if this was going on this week Josh leading up to the AFC championship game and your star wide receiver was now involved in a he said she said court case document about divorce I mean could you seriously could you imagine like if this was going on right now it's bad enough that you have to focus on a team and get ready for a game and everybody says you're an underdog, and then to have a guy like this with all this baggage, like good riddance to you, man. Go, go enjoy Miami. Well, if he were here, I, I would, I would assume he'd file between the the game and the, and the parade, <laughs> so that they didn't go together to the parade. Right, would be my guess. Right, exactly. He's like Big Lou. He has X's too from the eight one six. He just needed to be said. Yeah, it did. Yeah, actually, it I would. I, I'd actually, I'd actually watch that podcast. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, Let's, yeah. I, I think there's time for a new episode. I think it would be great to watch the court case. Quite frankly, to see Tyree kill in court with this woman in, in the divorce proceedings. She, she rolls out the, uh, the hard knocks Judy, episode. We're go. like, we were happy yeah. during hard knocks, and then the house six burned weeks, down six weeks ago. <laughs> Lock and change in six weeks. No house anymore. And who was who was the who was the neighbor? 
Flavor Flav? Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Yeah, Rick, Rick Ross. Ross yeah. has got to make a court appearance now. Is yeah. that like a Peace char- up to the homie. Character witness. <laughs> I mean, this Little is... bro got to build more than a house yeah. now. So what was going on over there at the house? Did you hear anything? Did you see anything? Well, I did see the fire that day. I mean, what a circus. Mm-hmm. What an absolute circus. Yep. So I hope for more today. Because yesterday was very entertaining. Yesterday was very entertaining. Give me more Tyree Kill drama. We have a court. We have a court document, sir. Well, it didn't yeah, happen. It didn't happen. But there's this uh, what, court what, document. What, what we, me? You, you were here. What me? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, there's a difference between a hot take and a garbage one, and we'll sift that out next. Fesco in the morning. There was no. Keeping you awake starting at 6. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Love on the rocks. Ain't no surprise. Just pour me a drink and I'll tell you some lies Got nothing to lose, so you just sing the blues All the time Gave you my heart, gave you my soul Left me alone here with nothing to hold Yesterday is gone Now all I want is a smile Out to uh, T Hill today, I believe. That's right. A T Hill from uh, Miami requested this one. Yeah, that is cool. Love on the rocks. Love on the rocks. By the chairman of the board. You got it, my friend. You requested music on a way back Wednesday. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Include your name so that you may get the credit. Did anybody's so son good. do less than Frank Sinatra's son? He had a son? Frank Sinatra Jr. I don't know. There's probably a lot of juniors that... But, kinda, like, thought kinda, they were something, you know? Like sucked. There was a hot minute there where Sinatra's son was, like, singing at, like, Touche's. And that was, like, that was like his, his high water mark. Doobie, doobie, doo. Who requested that song? Was that from a T Hill in Miami? Uh, I so. uh, that was T Hill and a Gene in Montgomery. Watson, oh. yes. Want a little love on the rocks? There you go. Mm. You know, got to do it right. Mm-hmm. Must be an electrical fire. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it was not. Intern left eye. <laughs> I think we found our, our recent version of left eye. Docket number in Broward County. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Docket number. The court said it, sir. So anyway. Sir, is filed on yeah, the 22nd. But, but, I, but I said on, on social media it wasn't. That's right. Because social media trumps 
the court document. I believe so. Right? Yeah, okay, I'm just making Somebody's sure. eyes. Yeah. Somebody's eyes they do. Must be an electrical fire. <laughs> nope. <laughs> hey, it Mr. Was... Ross. Is there a Mr. Ross in the courtroom? Mr. <laughs> Ross, please. Please proceed to the front and we're going to swear you in. I mean, please get this one on Revive Court TV. I mean, you need a good wide receiver since he left. He's had more drama in Miami, and we've gotten won a Super Bowl and hit an AFC championship That's game correct. along the way. Right? That is just, just making sure we got the facts out there. Wouldn't want those to get in the way of a good story. Little bro going to have to build a new crib. <laughs> or move out of that one. Yeah. I would think. Well, no. I don't think anybody's in that. I think they condemned it. Actually, I don't think it's, it's a complete crap. Habited, yeah. Uh, from the text line, I said, "Did any junior do less than their father, Mondesik?" Oh, sick. damn! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> oh. And the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> what a fraud he was! <laughs> oh. This is shame. Shame for the referees. Shame for the league to allow this. Arguably the biggest fraud in KC sports history was Mondi, right? I mean, like, <laughs> that's really good. Well done by you in the 913, last two digits 23. I heart you. Hey. And that guy's dad was in jail. Mondi. Any, anybody's son do less than the father. Mondi is the only text that comes in. <laughs> Why did the Royals fail for many years? Well, they relied on people like Mondesi. Is that how you tell it during the 30 for 30? Yeah. He was the son of a <laughs> slugger. Yeah. Yet didn't seem to want to play. Took some cough medicine once, allegedly. All right, there are. Uh, Mike was telling us he took cough medicine. There are hot takes and there are garbage takes, and there's a difference. Mm-hmm. You can have a hot take, and it requires some debate. A hot take have a, is usually one that you personally don't agree with. That's how can, I define can, a hot take. But you can right? sometimes probably find a way to defend some of it. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Then yeah. I think there's a garbage take where there's just no defense. There's no defending. Yeah. And we're seeing a lot of garbage takes right now. And so there's one happening. Right. By Sean O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Boy, he got turned into a pretzel yesterday. NFL Network. Oh, man. Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Any day of the week. As NFL fans, we got robbed by another chance for to see more Josh Allen in that game. If the kicker makes the field goal, we're going into overtime. So I go back to that 13-second game where they changed the overtime rules because of that game because Josh didn't get a chance to do that. But, look, I would those rankings right there, I mean, you could change them week to week if you want. But still, I'm taking, regardless of the outcome, I'm taking Josh Allen every single time. You're, you're, you, why are you taking Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes, the guy who's won multiple Super Bowls. He's been I, a multiple I MVP both in Super Bowls and yeah. the regular season. I think Mahomes has the better team. That's why. But I, but but pure quarterback play. I think Josh Allen. Oh, is, is no, you're not gonna get me going viral. You're not yeah. get me going viral on that. That that came from Sean. Sean O'Hara. That did not come from Bucky Brook. No, well, no, no, you no. You can't no. argue that the Chiefs have a better <laughs> defense right now. Uh, I mean, they, they do have, have a better, better defense. Better tight end. Yeah. Better running back. Better offensive line. So. Look, Mahomes, this is not a disrespect on Mahomes. Look, I mean, I, it's Josh it Allen, it's 1A and 1B right there. Like I said, you can 
you know, alternate them week to week. But Chiefs have the better team. Mahomes has the better team. Josh Allen, he's still looking for some help. Can I get somebody to catch the ball? Can I get somebody to make the field? Oh. Okay, all year long, the pundits were talking about how the Chiefs did not have any weapons on the offensive side of the football, right? And then the Chiefs go to the AFC Championship game where they take it up residency like Danny Gans at the Mirage. And they're back in the AFC Championship game. And because the quarterback that certain individuals in the media wanted to be in the AFC Championship game and wanted to have the baton pass didn't, now we're making up some of the most ridiculous excuses that I've ever that seen. That is the worst. And that one right there may be the worst commentary I've ever heard on a sport in my entire life. And yes, I have listened to myself. Okay, so I, I'm, just because you played the game doesn't mean you know the game. And, and, and that's where I draw the line. Like, just because you played in the NFL doesn't mean you understand the NFL and can analyze the NFL. And Sean O'Hara is one of those guys who clearly does not have an understanding of the NFL. Because I'm sure we can go back in the annals and find, this year alone, him talking about the bad weapons that the Chiefs have around him. And now he's sitting there saying that Josh Allen is better because he did more with less than Patrick Mahomes when the theme for the Chiefs all season long was Travis Kelsey's washed and there are no wide receivers on this team. And now that they win this game, he's not crediting Patrick Mahomes for being brilliant in that game and Josh Allen for being a turd at the end. He's saying that Josh Allen doesn't have the weapons and a good enough team to compete with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Think about what we're, what we're, what world we're living in. Think about where we are right now. Up until Josh Allen blew the game by not hitting open receivers underneath to give his team an opportunity to kick a closer field goal or even a touchdown, people have now been saying that Josh Allen is the better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. We're robbing Patrick Mahomes. And a week ago, everybody was talking about, I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is good enough without wide receivers to lead this team. And now we're hearing from quote-unquote NFL experts, analysts on national television that are saying – that Patrick Mahomes has a better team around him than what Josh Allen had around him. And you you can debate that. I mean, you, you can say whether or not the team is better, but you can't debate that Josh Allen had Stephon Diggs who dropped a wide open pass, right? You got to make those plays. Stephon Diggs is better than any wide receiver right now on the Chiefs. And that's just fact. He's 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 older in the game. He's more experienced and, and whatnot. Rashi Rice is honest heels but if you're looking and ranking the wide receivers from that game Stephon Diggs is your number one they got Dawson Knox who's a hell of a tight end they have a running back who was absolutely shredding people Josh Allen was moving with his legs Josh Allen lost that game the Bills didn't lose that game you had two wide receivers open underneath and did not hit them and there seems to be this narrative that people are trying to push out there that Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes on what planet on by what metric by, <laughs> on, on what metric is Patrick Mahomes not better than Josh Allen? Super Bowls, MVPs, height. wins, the whole nine yards. Height. Maybe height. Maybe height. Is that how he's measuring by right. height? Yes. I mean, because we get Pat's hair taller if we need to. We could, yeah. So That is the dumbest thing I've probably ever heard. I mean, they're losing their minds to make excuses for Josh Allen, who's never won squat in the NFL. From the text line, didn't Josh Allen beat Patrick Mahomes during the regular season? If you listen to this show, the regular season is about as meaningful as snot. It doesn't matter. Who cares what you do in the You're regular season? You're not taking Patrick Mahomes every day of the week over. Uh, I mean, it's just Josh stupid. Allen is it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Stupid. It's just like a, it's a dumb comment, and it really like Sean O'Hara right now should probably retire. Well, it's good though because I thought every person on TV wanted a job in an NFL team. Right. 
Sean O'Hara has just shown there's no reason to give him a job in an NFL team. Like he's pretty much like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm not I will not be a personnel guy, I will not be a GM. Um and if if you gave me the wrong guy, I probably wouldn't be a great coach either. So at least he's taking himself he's out of the He's taking mix. himself out of the mix yeah, for that. Which yeah. is good. But I mean that's this is one of the more ignorant comments. He's got out a better there. team. Well, really? Because the, everybody said the better team was going to win the other day. Right. Everybody said Buffalo was the better team. They were the favorite, if I'm not mistaken, going into that game, right? She. Correct. Yeah, I mean. And then you come out of that game saying, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm still taking it. Still taking that other guy. You're still taking the other guy who no. had an opportunity to win the game at the end and did not. Josh Allen had the ball in his hands with five minutes to go. He's driving down the field with an opportunity to tie or win the game. And he didn't do it. He wasn't able to lead his team to a victory yet again. And now he's 0-3 when it matters against Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen is not a better quarterback. Stop putting out that nonsense on ESPN and NFL network and where other where, where else these other idiots reside and have their say, you've got to stop peddling this stuff. You've got to stop trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. And right now, Josh Allen is a square peg being trying to foot into a round hole. He's not a winner. Patrick Mahomes is end of discussion. KC has them thinking about the refs already. Let's get in their heads next. Hey, this is Trey Smith. We'll go with my guy, Bob Fesco, in the morning, starting at 6 on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Wednesday, 913-586-7610. Include your name so that you get the credit. Our buddy Big T from the Lou, he checked in with a little DMX. R.I.P. DMX. To, we right here for the Chiefs. We ain't going anywhere. We right nope. here. You want it? You got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy texts to Mr. O'Hara. Mm-hmm. In what world does a Buffalo field goal mean the game's going to overtime? Pat Mahomes <laughs> and his lack of weapons up to that point had scored in every drive except McColl's fumble and one punt. With a minute 45 and two timeouts, he was giving Harrison a shot at the game winner. That's exactly right. Absolutely. Yeah, 145. I mean, we saw what Patrick Mahomes could do against Buffalo with 13 seconds. It's just this narrative of trying to push Josh Allen in front of Patrick Mahomes is, is and I'll steal a line from our friend Eric Winston, it's sickening and disgusting. It's embarrassing for people to be on television to try to push this narrative of Josh Allen still being better than Patrick Mahomes. Go back to your cave. This is shame. Yeah, I'll paraphrase him. It's crap. It's crap. She. It's crap. Uh, so we were uh, checking in on our friends in Baltimore yesterday. Yeah, can I just say you guys in Kansas City are lucky with the talent we have on 610? <laughs> 
I mean, well, I listen to serving plug I, there, but I, yeah. I am. I mean, oh. I listen to some of these sports radio shows around the country, and some of these shows are just dreadful, man. Like boring you to tears. That was almost unlistenable. Well, We're very lucky that we have 610 Sports Radio and the talent we do from 6A to 6P. About 11 personnel. I thought it was really oh, interesting. Oh, great. That's <laughs> huh? Did you talk? Say something. I mean, they were doing the sports from what I could tell. Mm. Do the sports. They, they were oh, definitely doing the sports, and I was begging for weather. Yeah. So, they had some interesting takes. Mm, they did all right. Including, including, well, one about uh, the weapons that uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have here in Kansas City. I'll just let you kind of listen in to see what uh, they had to say. If you just, if you looked, just at, looked at Kansas City's offensive roster and take out Mahomes and put in um, Joe Blow, they, they ain't very good at all. I mean, they got a good center and a good left guard. They got a Hall of Fame tight end, you know, but he's not that anymore. Sure. But I, Mahomes makes that thing tick. Okay. Wow. That's, that, there's a lot to unpack in that 23 seconds, Josh. Number one. They got a good quarterback. They got a good quarterback. That's cool. N- n- number one. Number one. Show me a team in the NFL. Any team. Just pick a team in the NFL. Name a team in the NFL, right? Take away that starting quarterback. How much confidence do you have in that Brock team? Brock Purdy tons. Right. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. How much confidence do, <laughs> do you have in that team when you remove the starting quarterback? So to say, well, if we took Patrick Mahomes away, they wouldn't be as good. You are absolutely you're, right you're about dead that. dead on. You nailed that one. There's no arguing that. I could say the same for every team. If we take Lamar Jackson out of Baltimore and put in Chet Huntley, well, we saw that last year. The Ravens were not as good as they are when they have Lamar Jackson playing. No team in the NFL is going to be good when you put the backup quarterback in. Backup quarterbacks are backups for a reason. They're not good enough to be starters. And in fact, and I've said this a lot on this show, there's not enough good starting quarterbacks right now in the NFL to power this league. I mean, when you have guys like Daniel Jones and Tommy Cutlets and Aaron Rodgers and and Zach Wilson as your starting quarterbacks around this league, you got some issues. The league has a starting quarterback problem as much as Major League Baseball has a starting pitcher problem right now, right? There aren't enough good ones to really power your team. So you take a starting quarterback away and replace it with a quote-unquote true backup, you're not going to be good. And then he started talking about, again, the weapons and how the Chiefs don't have any weapons. Rashi apparently Rice a wash is, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, huh? well, we'll, that. we'll get to that in just one second. Rashi Rice is a pretty darn good weapon, close to 1,000 yards. Isaiah Pacheco, the, the game runs through Isaiah Pacheco, okay? No matter what anybody says, he's your lead dog right now. He had almost 1,000 yards rushing and was dominating in two playoff games so far for this organization. And then the whole wash Travis Kelsey scenario is, again, that that's low-hanging fruit. That's perception that people outside the area have that well Travis Kelsey had a down year he did not have a down year he missed the first game of the season because of injury sat out the last game to be fresh for the playoffs and was 16 yards shy of a thousand yards again this year and if you've watched the playoff games and you still think and have that take that Travis Kelsey has watched washed then you haven't been paying attention to what's going on with Travis Kelsey because if you watch that game on Sunday night Travis Kelsey looked as fresh 
and as fine as any tight end ever to play this game. He looked young. He looked spry. He looked energetic. And he looked wide effing open on every play. So to sit there and say that Travis Kelsey is washed based on what he's done in the postseason is just an erroneous statement, and it's proof that you're not paying attention to what's going on. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm watching every minute of every Baltimore Ravens game, but I'm also not going on there with erroneous takes like, well, Lamar Jackson's washed, and if you take him away, this team is nothing. No, no kidding. You're right. The team is nothing if you take Lamar away. No team is anything without their starting quarterback. I mean, if your starting quarterback stinks and you put in somebody else and maybe you can be a little bit better, but for the most part, if you are a, a team at this stage of the postseason, if you take that quarterback out, I'm guessing you're, you're sunk. Right. Yeah. You want to go into that game with Sorry. Huntley as your quarterback versus Blaine Gabbert Le- ain't going into Baltimore Lamar. and winning a game. Not a chance. You know what I mean? Not a chance. If you told me that, that Blaine Gabbert was starting this game, not happening. Not happening. They're not no. going to win the game. No. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. They're not going to win the game. Whoever the backup in Detroit is, if you take Jared Goff out of that mix, there's no chance they're going into San Francisco and winning that game. If you take Lamar out, there's no chance. And, and quite honestly, you take Brock Purdy out and start with Jimmy Garoppolo. Is he the backup there now? No, no. Uh, Tom, is who, who's the backup in San Francisco? You put that guy in, they're not winning that game. You're in the final four of the NFL season. Taking any starting quarterback off the field right now is a recipe for failure. Uh, still need to get to the uh, to the ref factor because uh, they're thinking about it in in Baltimore like big time. Big time. So we'll get man. to that next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Tune in to hear Nate Taylor every Thursday at 825 during the Chiefs season, right here on 610 Sports Radio. Have you seen the commercial with Will Ferrell dancing to this? It's a great commercial. I absolutely love it. Is that the one where he's in the Santa suit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's running anymore because the holidays That'd are now officially Travolta, over. Yes. What? Um, this song is so funny to me because when I was a senior, it's still high move school, too, unless it's you know fake. What's that? I said he can still move too, unless it's Farrell. Yeah, yeah, he can get yeah. he can get with it, man. Uh, in in high school, when I was a senior, I took calculus. It was the only class I ever failed in my life. Did you ever fail a class in in your life in anything? No, no. Did you B Dub? You say no, but I don't believe you. B Dub, <laughs> did you ever fail a class? Heck yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> But calculus was hard for me. Like I should never have been in that class. And I, mean, I think I didn't I just put any of it to use. But I was once a good student, yeah, right? But I was never a math student. Like I, I should never have taken calculus my senior year. The but my mother's like, that. Yes. yeah, my mother's like, take calculus. Yeah. I said okay. Then I got an F, and I ended up taking it again in college and getting a D, which stands for diploma. I didn't care. But, you know, I challenged myself and I did it. And we had this teacher, Mr. Rusinello, who I failed the class, but he's one of those teachers that you always remember, a person that you remember in your life, because they challenge you all the time, right? And 
he knew the class was hard and he would always offer extra credit. So like if you showed up to the, the girls basketball game, you got an extra bonus point on nice. your test or something yeah, like, that. like that. And he would do it like for our swim meets. You'd have to make an effort to go watch a swim or me sitting in an inner tube in a speedo cleaning the lint out of my belly button, doing belly flops. You get an extra point and everybody would show up. It was great. Right. And so one time he he offered extra credit if the class created that song and turned it into a calculus related song. And so staying the, alive. Yes. Oh, staying alive by the Bee Gees. And so we did it and it was great. But I always think about it because the lyrics I do. Oh, wow. I actually do. Um, and, and that New York Times effect on man, there was a there was a, a calculus, a mathematician, I guess you would call the person, named Lopatal, I think is how you pronounce the name. And instead of the New York Times effect on man, they say Lopatal's effect on man. And so every time I hear that song, yeah, the wrong I lyrics. think of, yeah, yeah I have yeah, the yeah. wrong lyrics, and I think of this math philosopher, ask me what that guy did, Lopatal. Hell if I know what he did, but I remember it in that song. And and we had like a like at the beginning was we were like using names of people in the class and, and whatnot. And I still remember the names that we used. It works. And, it works. And, and, and it you worked. It. Yeah. And I remembered it. Yeah. yeah. And so we got like a bonus point for that. And I still failed the class. You know, all the bonus points in the world. I think I got zeros on everything because I was so bad at it. And I got like a two because I went to like a <laughs> swim meet. <laughs> Failed the class, but you were great in attendance at other events. Yeah, I, I made sure I went to everything, and who, I still got 50s. <laughs> who requested staying alive today? Our girl, Teresa, she requested staying alive for the Chiefs oh, from yeah, the yeah. BG. There yeah. you go. Chiefs Way are go. staying alive. They yeah. are, big time. There's still a chance for a repeat Super Bowl champion. Yeah. I know that's really rubbing people the wrong way. Yeah, it is. I love, yeah. it. I love it, I love it. All right, mm-hmm. so the, uh, the ref factor, it's happening again. Mm-hmm. Sean Smith is the the referee. Our guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Former Chief Sean Smith will yeah. be the referee. Which one? Um, I would say the the junk grabber. Yeah, the guy who told Parkins to suck a pickle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That guy? Our, yeah. our buddy down in Houston. Yeah, I like him. Uh, home teams. <clears throat> excuse me. Home teams have only won 40.8% of games. In the last three years with Smith as referee. That's a good number. The lowest yeah. win rate for any referee in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. There you go, baby. The average home team wins in the NFL over that span 55.4% of the time. With Smith, as you mentioned, it drops to 40.8. So he's 15% like 15% less. below average. That's a big number, right? Yeah. That's a big number. And and Sean Smith is, you know, refing our game this weekend. We're the road team. So that bodes well. Uh, for all of us and home teams are just 17, 29 and three against the spread in the last three years as well. The second lowest mark among 19 referees. And so the people in Baltimore, Josh, are feeling this. They're talking about this. I was listening to one of the other shows in Baltimore yesterday with with the uh, the Lock and Fora uh, fellow. And on the Odyssey app. On the Odyssey app. Yeah. And and he opened the show and they opened the show talking about the referees. And I'm like, wow, here we are on Tuesday and we're already fretting over the referees. And that's something that I like. As we've talked about with this Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes era that we have going on here in Kansas City right now, anytime you can get the organization that you're playing to think about other things and to focus on things that quite honestly don't really matter, that's a good thing. And they're thinking about the referees. And they talked about the pre-snap penalties 
that are called by this guy, Sean Smith. He calls more pre-snap penalties on the home team than on anybody okay, else. Phew. Yeah, I don't like pre-snap penalties. So, so in these brilliantly, parts. they turned it in like they we got to get the Chiefs tackles to have pre-snap penalties, <laughs> yeah, right. right? And I'm like, yeah, you you, you kind of do. do, you do, you kind of know what's going on. So. But but think about it. A chance to ruin something that's very special in Baltimore. This is the biggest sporting event, they said, in Baltimore history that's taking place this weekend. And I, I know they've been in the Super Bowl. We're talking about events in Baltimore. This is the biggest sporting event. They haven't hosted the uh, – they've been to the Super Bowl, but they haven't hosted the AFC Championship. Right, game. since yeah. 1971. And we right. all know 1971, that was the Baltimore Colts. And quite honestly, the NFL wasn't that big a thing back in 1971. So this is the biggest sporting event in Baltimore history that they were saying yesterday. Imagine going in there as the road team with Sean Smith as our referee – and ruining the biggest sporting event that Baltimore has ever seen. And that should just add more fuel to the fire here in Kansas City. We got a chance to go crash the biggest party the Queen City has ever seen since maybe ever, maybe ever, the biggest event that that city has ever seen since the, you know, the the, the crab cracking championships that they have every year where they eat the meat right out the claw. This is a big time event for them. Let's go in there and spoil the party. Let's go in there and be that wet blanket, Josh, over the Baltimore Ravens and the entire city of Baltimore and spoil this opportunity for them. Yes, please. Yes, please. Let's do it, baby. So I want you to ask this question to the text line and answer this question. What do you think has been the biggest sporting event in Kansas City history? If I would have asked you 10 years ago, it would have been an easy answer probably. You would have said Game 7 of the 85 World Series. No questions asked. 10 years ago yeah, was January of 2014. We hadn't experienced anything yet. And I was thinking about it yesterday. You guys can weigh in on the Jay Southland tow service text line as well. What has been the biggest sporting event in Kansas city history? Because you could say the wild card game was, but then we went to the world series and then we won the world series the following year. So all of a sudden the wild card game was not the biggest, but maybe it is. Then you got all the playoff games that took place here, you know, five straight AFC championship games, that took place with the Chiefs. We had the World Cup in two years, so the biggest event may not have happened yet, you know, in Kansas City sports history. But of the events that we've seen, what's been the biggest sporting event in Kansas City history? Do you count a parade? I I, I don't know. I mean, because I would say Royals parade. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know. Does that, does that count as a sporting event? Right. It was a event that happened because of a sporting event. Correct. Yeah. Because if 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 you include those, I would say the Royals parade. The Royals parade, the first was insane. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the first, first parade that we just had, insanity. Right? I mean, yeah. we lost our minds. We were parking cars wherever. Yeah, I mean, it was just. just Is stupid. that considered a sporting event? I don't know. It's considered an event, obviously, yeah. and that was the biggest thing we ever did see. And then I would probably go, since they didn't win it here, yeah. I would probably go the AFC champ. The, First AFC championship that game. they lost that they won. Oh, that they won. Okay. Not the one that they lost. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was thinking like advancing, you know, that, that first one that we lost to the Patriots, everybody thought this may be our only opportunity, right? We went to four more after that five more now after that, you know, all at home, except for this one. So how does one rank above the next, you know, know. Like, know. It's, like, it's tough, it's tough, right? It's tough. And so you guys can weigh in a, as well at nine, one, three, five, eight, six, seven, six, 10 from the eight, one, six biggest sporting event. Some might say the Taylor Swift show last year in arrow. <laughs> it's true. I don't know that anything an had event, a higher get in price, an event, right? An event in a sporting event. 
you. Yeah. I don't know if that counts too. Yeah. yeah. The NFL draft coming in from the nine one three that that could be looked upon as the as the biggest sporting event in in Kansas City. That's a fair one. The Orioles have won World Series championships. They won in nineteen eighty three. That like that's the last time Baltimore did anything. And baseball doesn't compare to the NFL. We'll get to that coming up in a minute on how baseball compares to the NFL. But please don't bring up baseball references when you're talking about the NFL anymore, because that's like saying, you know, college basketball is on the same plane as the NFL. Nothing is bigger than the NFL. It could still be as an event, like an attendance event, I think, or an event for a city. It won't be the ratings event, though. No. NFL just crushes everything. Yeah. Just hammering everybody. But But they're saying in Baltimore, this is the biggest sporting event that the city has ever seen. One singular event. Yeah. Yeah. World Series are seven games, right? ALCS, ALDS, But I could say the clincher or whatever, but it's not a singular. It it feels like a series rather than a singular event. Yeah. Yeah, And also, too, Josh, you know, say you got the clincher in game seven at Camden Yards, you're going to get twice as many people at M&T Bank Stadium. That's because football lends itself to a bigger venue. And so baseball just is not in the same breath anymore as as baseball. 1983 really doesn't resonate with anybody kind of right now. Um, I, I do like this one from the 417, the 610 Combine. (laughs) <laughs> all-star game that we had in 2012 yeah that at the that time was at the time yeah for sure yeah at the time back in the day uh 1988 final four national championship ku oklahoma yeah kemper arena yeah. that place big, was big event was back in the day rocking. yeah I do like this one, and I and I and I, and you speak from from my brain. I think on this one from the nine one three game six twenty fourteen World Series bait made both franchises hungry for success. It actually, probably means game seven. Told fans it's actually possible to win a championship. The Royals winning in twenty fifteen was the impetus for the Chiefs, and and people will will say that they will tell you that. Andy Reid said, "What's it going to take to for us to finally win?" I see every baseball team where I've been win championships. That motivated the Chiefs maybe more than anything to go out there and turn this thing around was seeing that the Royals had success and seeing what this city did. And, you know, people want to talk about what the chief success has meant to Kansas city. The Royals in 2014 started this city's turnaround. And the big reason why we were able to get the NFL draft and the world cup and all of this stuff is because of the Royals and the Royals going out there and winning and showing us how you can be winners here in Kansas city And then clearly everything else has come after that. But if the Royals don't win in 2015, I don't know if we're sitting here right now talking about all of this greatness that's going on in Kansas City, having a Ferris wheel and all. Would we be pushing for that kind of stuff? Or just just whining that we don't have it? Whining that we don't have it, hoping (laughs) that we were there complaining about Nashville, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, KUMU at... at Arrowhead? That was huge, too. Was yeah. Really huge. But again, does that include everybody, right? The Chiefs and Felt Royals like it did. I mean, everybody. I know there yeah. was a little yeah. exclusion of the K-State people there, but geez, right. I mean, that was just, just for a pure sporting event. Right. I mean, that was pretty, pretty wild, big. right? In the snow. Yeah. It had it all. Yeah, it was great. That was a great day. You had to tell people to park on which side of the van. <laughs> <laughs> KU people need to park on this side. MU people need to park on this side or else there might be problems. There could be fights in the lot. Yeah. I do like this one. uh, That one time that uh, Dan Kilgore practiced. I also just wanted to double check that Dan Kilgore is going to practice today. I don't remember attending this one either, but the Midget Racing Championship in 2010 on Main Street. Oh, that would, yeah. From the 816. Okay. Right. Was that like late at night, unauthorized? Right. They just yeah. ran a bunch of cars down Main and <laughs> missed it. Oh, God. 